Welcome to Humoranities with Sephora. This last week, I slept so poorly, restless all night, again and again. The exhaustion's built up and I've been hazy for days, stopping in mid-thought because, well, wait, what was I saying again? Oh yeah, I I would lose my thoughts. I did all the things I know I'm supposed to do to help me get a good night's sleep. I went for a walk or worked out each day. I wanted to move my body so that the physical fatigue would help me go under at night. I stopped hydrating by 7 p.m. so that I wasn't getting up to use the bathroom all night. I did a nightly face routine, implementing all the lotions and potions my teen daughter recommends. And I didn't want a headache to foil any potential good night's rest, so I remembered to wear my night guard to avoid grinding my teeth. I took some melatonin. With my husband out of town, I stretched out and uh, slept diagonally on the king-size bed. Zero sleep. Zero. In the absence of other dreams, uninterrupted sleep became the dream. I read an article the other day about how people start to experience poor sleep or insomnia in middle age, and now we all know that poor sleep helps you pack on the pounds. I'm fully aware that a bad night's rest makes me so much hungrier the next day. Knowing that I'm losing my mind and gaining weight at the same time is the absolute worst. I told a couple of friends about how terribly I'm sleeping or not sleeping, and they all suggested I do the things I was already doing. Or they said, you must be stressed about something. Me? Stressed? Days seem to be the usual mix of work, domestic responsibilities, chauffeuring the kids around, and a few social interactions here and there. Honestly, I don't think I stress out about much anymore. Or so I thought, until further reflection. I guess I am low-key stressed because I don't just live my own life. I live vicariously through my husband, children, friends, celebrities, and so on. It can be a lot of fun, but it can also be draining. It doesn't help that I'm a bit of an empath. I feel what others feel. I brood on the happenings in other people's lives because, well, I don't know why. I just do. So what went down this week? A lot. I don't want to be too gloomy, but two famous middle-aged women passed away. I came across news alerts, headlines, and article after article on their lives. The first was a famous athlete, literally a model of health and vigor. She was diagnosed with an illness to which she ultimately lost her life. I'm trying to do whatever I can to live a long life based on what I can control, but when even great athletes can be struck by shocking diagnoses and sometimes even spontaneous medical emergencies, it makes me wonder if I even have control over my health, let alone stand a chance against a crisis around the corner. The second was a celebrity who died suddenly. We have daughters the same age. I ache for her daughters because I'm really close to my own. Good or bad, if I passed away while they're young, my daughters would lose a friend and a confidant. I've lost my own mother to the impact of multiple illnesses rooted in stress. I don't know how to prepare my daughters for that moment when they come to recognize their mother's mortality because experiencing that myself a few years ago is worse than recognizing my own right now. This was all happening in the background during the week, but let's see what else was going on. Ugh, 
I attended a parent coffee about high school course selection. Talk about a freaking Pandora's box of things to work through on both a conscious and subconscious level. The session, in summary, went like this. Hello, please help your child determine their strengths or substantive areas of inclination, such as STEM subjects or the humanities. They must become a competitive and desired candidate for colleges. Remember also, taking every course at an advanced level is not recommended, but do encourage your child to take on challenges. They should have a life also. They should play sports, engage in activities, or start their own club. They must show passion and commitment. And speaking of commitment, remember, everything is a time commitment, so make sure your child flexes those time management skills. Make sure they eat a healthy diet and sleep. Oh, and on a final note, please do help your child achieve balance. I sat in a room full of parents experiencing the same disbelief. Isn't it ironic that I'm sitting here being told to take into consideration all the things I have never been able to do as an adult, let alone as a teenager? I mean, come on, how many adults do you know who have achieved balance? If they say they have, they are clearly lying or at least exaggerating. When the session ended, I texted my daughter to tell her I was free. She came to the lecture hall to pick me up because otherwise I would get lost. How did I make it through high school, college, law school, job interviews, and yet here I am unable to figure out how to get to a high school cafeteria on my own without her? I sat at a lunch table and took in all her peers, laden with their heavy backpacks, braces and eyeliner, sweatshirts and PJs. I just remember wanting to be a lawyer to fight for the underdog, but I also wanted to dress like Allie McBeal. In my head, I thought, I hope in an effort to achieve balance as an adult, they don't find themselves in sweatshirts and PJs working from home all day like me. Uh, Relationships. My teenage daughter has asked me if she can date. Religious and cultural issues aside, I've kind of deferred the issue by saying, well, if you meet someone worth dating, then we'll talk about it. Is there anyone worth dating? The answer has always been a resounding no. Sometimes I hear about other teens who are dating and my refrain is this. There's no point. What's the difference between dating versus how you spend time with others your age anyway? You'll still just communicate through Snapchat about homework, send B-reels of your eyeball, share TikToks doing the latest viral dance, and continue to play games online. I mean, you'll still hang out or talk to each other virtually with no conversation in real life, right? She doesn't like to hear this, especially since she is going through a romantic phase, reading dystopian romance novels, and watching K-dramas where someone is always tripping and falling dramatically into the arms of a dreamy male protagonist. Last week, I found myself saying the same lines about dating versus friendship all over again when my elementary-aged daughter pulled me aside and said, Mom, I don't think you know this, but dating means you get to kiss. Well, shoot, not gonna lie, I actually did forget that part. Kissing notwithstanding, like many parents, I hope my child grows to choose someone based on meaningful traits and qualities. My secret goal right now is to be a bit petty and to point out how any quality she identifies is really fleeting or one that clearly indicates she should steer away from whomever has caught her attention. I've not been able to do either successfully. Over the last year, I've been hearing snippets about my daughter's crush. She described him as, a smart, curious, and a disciplined athlete who has strong opinions he doesn't shy away from. He's very creative in art class, and he shares her values. 
After describing pretty much the ideal guy, I decided to muster up the courage to ask her if he was cute because, you know, looks fade. Her response, yes, he is so cute and I love looking at him. So I say, okay, good, nice, he's attractive for now, but mom, let me finish. Mom, I love how he looks when he's trying to solve a math problem. I can see his mind working. I mean, what the hell? Who is this guy and where's the adult version of him for my single friends, right? Up to this point, my imagination around parenting a teen daughter was based on popular culture. I had every sitcom or teen movie from the 80s and 90s running through my head, where the girl falls for the drum in her band or for a school athlete who cheats on all the girls he's dated before. I also imagined the female protagonist to be an insecure girl whose self-esteem rested on the attention from a boy. But instead, I was presented with a guy who is clearly great and a daughter who is more mature than I ever was. Then this week happened. After months of sustaining a meaningful friendship where her silent crush was one-sided, he told her he liked her. It was probably the most exciting moment of her life. Here was someone who reciprocated her feelings because, wait for it, he appreciates all her great qualities, particularly that she is caring and considerate. And then, an unlucky 13 hours later, it was over. Why, you ask? Because these two kids, with full schedules, a desire to maintain the privacy of their mutual liking, and no cars, didn't know how to make their interactions different from how they are now. Essentially, they didn't know how to date or to be boyfriend and girlfriend. It was heartbreaking. There were lots of tears. And she cried too. Next up, this week I was told I'm a shitty parent by my kid. My younger daughter has been grumpy for weeks now and then I set her off when I peeked into her room and for the millionth time told her to get off her laptop and to read a book. She burst into tears. Of course, I asked why she's crying and she went on to explain how she reads all day at school, the kids are mean to her, her teacher yells a lot, that her sister is on her phone all the time, daddy sits in the office doing paperwork, and even mommy is busy reading her book for her book club. I put down my basket of laundry and curled up in bed beside her. She pointed out how all her overtures to get my attention haven't worked. Mommy can't watch animated shows with me because mommy isn't into them. Mommy doesn't go shopping with me. Mommy only goes shopping to buy her older sister things and she gets hand-me-downs at best. Mommy isn't playful and doesn't understand how awesome slime is. All she has left for company is her laptop. And she was right about it. All of it. I'm not playful. While I laugh and joke around and enjoy spontaneous dance parties, I'm not good at playing games or dealing with slime. I don't like animated shows. I know, ironic, given I've always wanted to be the voice of a character in one. But her watching any show never ends at one episode. I don't enjoy getting sucked into an endless loop of trolls like her father can, or My Little Pony like her sister can. I, like many parents, am guilty of letting the kids, husband included sometimes, watch these shows so that I'm able to do other household chores or run errands. I do shop for her sister, who grew like a weed, but Big Sis gets the smart casual clothes I used to wear to the office, and the little one gets hand-me-downs, which were never worn by her sister in the first place because my husband overbuys. You know, when I send him out to Target to buy a pair of leggings, he ends up getting 10 pairs in different colors. I mean, adults do this when they find something that fits, right? But still, the leggings he gets may or may not actually fit. 
Anyway, I heard her loud and clear. Mommy needed to step up her game and needed a solution. So I decided to let my little one direct me for the rest of the week. We did lots of little things, but most notable were that we watched Sing 2 together. Yes, I lasted through the whole movie. We went and got our hair cut and styled together, and we even ate smiley-faced french fries to close out our week of happiness. Oh, and I bought slime, but I'm not going to give her that slime. I'm going to hold on to it just in case I find myself on her shit list again. It seems I was stressed out after all, from considering my mortality to planning my teen's future and living through her heartbreak to seeking redemption from my little best friend. A lot went on, but I slept. Finally, this zombie found her way to the one thing she hadn't tried yet, escapism vis-a-vis Netflix. There's nothing like a predictable storyline to give me the closure I needed to have the restful night's sleep I longed for. Thank you for listening to Humoranities. Enjoying the podcast? Please take a moment to rate it. And for more musings, visit humoranities.com and be sure to follow on all social media platforms.